0: Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now.
1: Hey, you want to hear a funny story? Okay. Okay, so I'm in the library, right? Because I work there. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I'm showing staff around, and we've got these big file cabinets that have um, all these files about the town we live in, which is? Evanston. Correct. And there's a thing that says Evanston Librarian, so I go... I want it Because no one's added Evanston
0: librarians Librarians Why would there be a file about
1: That's what I wanted to know So I was like Well And no one has added to these files In like 20 years So I'm fascinated So I pull it out And there's like Three little news articles I'm like Well that's not interesting But I'll look at them I look at two of them And lo and behold Wait what was wrong With the third one The third one was Really weird and not important. Uh that's not the point of the story, Kate. Sorry. The point of the story was that I looked at two of them and I found a very, very famous librarian lived in Evanston and was the uh middle school librarian at the middle school my daughter goes to right now. Her name was Mildred Batchelder. There is now a very important award only given out by the ala committee um, for translated children's books it's called the Batchelder award and she lived in evanston and super fun fact about her she spent like 20 to 30 years preventing the american library association conferences from being in the south because they were segregated and she didn't think that was fair to the black librarians Good on her. She was awesome. She was friends with uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, and she went over after World War II and helped make the International Youth Library in Munich, and she was, like, balls to the wall. Very cool woman. So, right. right here in town. Yay! Except now she's dead. She's totally dead. Okay. She's very dead. Okay. <laughs> yes. But you know what's not dead, Kate? This podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's the name of this podcast, by the way? Views Eight and Kate. That's right. What do we do? Talk about dead ladies. That's right. We really do. What else do we do? Talk about children's picture books. Often by dead ladies. That's correct. And uh, determine if they are classics or not. Now, Or dead. Or dead. Huh? So I was on a panel the other day, and it was all about women and humor. And uh, and so I was interviewing some people on one of these panels. And one of the women who I really liked, she had a, a great book out this year. Uh, her name is Emma Hunsinger. She had the book, uh, My Parents Won't Stop Talking. She mentioned, you know, I asked what their influences were when they were younger, and she mentioned today's book. A book we had not done, much to my surprise. And uh, we have done this author and illustrator before at least once, and the illustrator, I think, twice. But I'm figuring this book is very well known and falls into the category of probably couldn't be published today. Would you like to see it? Oh, boy. Oh, boy! Oh, boy! Boo! -boo 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 The Stupids Step Out. (laughs) Yes, by... Harry Allard? Sure. Illustrated by... James Marshall. That's right! The Stupids, Kate! We've never done The Stupids! The Stupids are classic! We've never done them! Uh... Because you can't do this book today because nobody would be allowed anyone to be called stupid in a book anymore. Right. Right. But they are! Okay. Go read them! Okay. Okay. While Kate does her read, let's talk about stupid stuff. Uh, So basically, part of the reason I wanted to discuss this particular book is historically, it would appear on the ALA top band slash challenge books list for a very long time. Even though it came out in the 70s, between the years of 2000 and 2009, it was number 62 on the list of top band. I suspect... Nowhere near that height these days, Uh, partly because I don't think it's in print anymore, and it would be very hard for people to really uh, mention it all that often. But back in the day, oh, it was the one to take off the shelves. Uh, For example, in 1998 in Michigan, it was removed from the Howard Miller Library in Zealand with three other Allard books in the series for complaints that children shouldn't refer to anyone as stupid. And it was turned into a movie, in case you were wondering that. Uh, Yes, in 1996, a film version was released, starring... Oh, just think about Just think about who could have possibly starred in it in 1996. If your answer was, Tom Arnold, uh, you were right. Uh, It didn't make any money, and the film critics hated it. So, probably why you haven't heard of it. One thing you can do, because it is, you know, talking about people who are being called stupid... How does it rank on the old Common Sense Media? Now, this is a website that uh, rates different types of entertainment for children, whether it's movies or books or something. You would think they'd be like super uptight about things. They tend to be rather interesting in their assessments. The reviews may not be great. And in fact, yes, there was at least one uh, critical review of this book on there. They have a section called, Is It Any Good? Where the people of Common Sense Media say this, You can make a pretty fair argument against the book's premise that this family is so stupid, it's okay to laugh at them. And if you feel that way, you won't find anything funny about the stupids. In fact, it's a rather stupid book. But if you can get past the language, rest assured your kids probably get a laugh out of it. Harry Allard, author of the Miss Nelson series, and his frequent partner, uh, James Marshall, George and Martha, offer lots of sight gags, mislabeled pictures, and the home include, and then it goes through all those. And then it says, uh... It's ridiculous and simple. Making it good fun for young readers, The Stupid Step Out, is the first in the series of four books. Let's see what Kate thinks of it. Hi, Betsy. Are we ready to have a very serious conversation about The Stupids? Sure. All right. Why is it Why is so serious? I don't know. I, I wasn't sure what the right tone was to strike with this oh, book. Oh, so, this is yeah. awful. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Oh, this is a horrible book. Okay, so you might change your mind, so let's find out. Uh,
0: I'm not. So, before <laughs> we start, let's get the definition of the word stupid. Sure. Okay? It is having or showing a great lack of intelligence or common sense. Common sense. All right. Now... You meet this family. Mm-hmm. They are called the Stupids. That mm-hmm. is their last name. Yes. And immediately you meet the
1: father, uh, who is sitting in a chair smoking a pipe. So you know who's gonna love that. Pipes and kidlet. Pipes and kidlet. One of our <laughs> one of our uh, very faithful Instagram followers. Yes.
0: Who is sitting by a framed picture of a pine tree with a label that says flower now that would be a lack of intelligence because they would not know that that is not a flower
1: right indeed right
0: however he's wearing a tie with a palm tree on it (laughs) yes and i would not call that a lack of common sense i would call that a statement piece
1: uh i'm not disagreeing but can't stupid people have statement pieces you can be very stupid and very good with style.
0: I don't know if you can be stupid and know that you are wearing a statement piece. How do we know that he knows that he's wearing a statement piece? I don't think he knows. He's just that good. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> Fair point. And it, I, you know, I must say it's with a polka dotted shirt, so. It is. Yeah. It's quite, it's, it's a choice. It, it kind of goes with the wallpaper they have going it, weirdly on. And it's now that is a choice on the part of the illustrator to do the Blue, uh, blue on white. Which what what are those flowers called? You know, like the uh, hydrangeas. Hydrangeas. Thank you. It looks like he's got hydrangea wallpaper. Yeah, yeah.
0: So one day, uh, he's sitting in his chair and he comes up with an idea Mm. that they should all go out uh, and step out. Hence Step out. the name of this book. I'm stepping out.
1: La-da-da-da-da-da-da. i am uh, stepping out.
0: And they were all delighted, including their dog, Kitty. Right. Which I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cute. I mean, I, I like would like my dog,
1: Kitty. If yeah. I had a dog, yeah,
0: sure. Uh, so at this point, uh, the kids, they get on the banister, and they're like, up we go!
1: And they thinking didn't, they're in Mary Poppins and they ain't. Right, yeah.
0: thinking uh, something would happen, and then wondering why nothing happened. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes you wonder how they survived this long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know? But page three... You are beginning to question I mean, how the, they even exist. The kids yeah. are probably like seven, nine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're far, they're far too old to they believe. They should be that. dead by now. Yeah, and they yet- think they can defy gravity and uh, have failed to do so so far.
0: Yep, they're still alive. Mm-hmm. So then the son, uh, whose name is Buster, says, "Your hat is meowing." And the mother says, well, of course it is. I'm wearing the cat, which I personally think is kind of funny because the son's name is Buster, but my cat's name is Buster. Oh, you're
1: right. And And that does not look like your cat, but yes, you're right.
0: But then we Uh get to this... This image Mm -hmm. that perpetrates throughout the rest of the book. Oh, seriously? Oh, yes. It's not a one-off. Nope, it's not. Oh, crap. The dog is wearing a
1: headdress. One might describe it as a quote-unquote Indian headdress, even though clearly that would, Lord knows what tribe the illustrator would think that was from.
0: I don't understand why the dog is wearing this. No. I thought it may, might be a one-off because, like, oh, the mom has something right. on her the head, the cat, the dog wants to put on something head. on his head,
1: but, but he just no, continues to wear it. He
0: continues to wear so it. So this Betsy. book was—I
1: should just say—in 2014, this book was called out by Debbie Reese, a prominent Native American children's literature scholar, uh, who pointed out that not just this book, but other stupid's books have included oh, there's the more dang. The- oh, there's four of them. Oh, boy. The most notable being the stupid sty, where they are convinced that they are dead. I wish but, they were. Uh, <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> Sorry. But in any case, uh, yeah, she points out this was, for some reason, they just found this hilarious and put it in all their books. Wow. Yeah. That's not why it gets banned. <laughs> I should say <laughs> it gets banned, but not for that. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: okay. Um, well, the father, uh, you know, the, the mother tells the father, don't forget to wear the stockings I knitted you. At which point I'm like, okay, Mm. if the mom knows how to knit, she ain't stupid. That's Mm. not an easy
1: skill to learn. And she knits some pretty good socks. I mean, that would be really difficult to do. They look like they're full of leg, which is unnerving (laughs) because they're coming out of his ears. And so it looks like he has leg and foot shaped ears that have fit into these stockings, which is highly disturbing.
0: A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But they all get in the car, which is driven by the dog, still wearing the hat. Dog And then uh, they all get in the car, and they decide to go see grandfather and grandmother. And the grandfather says, who are you? And the father says, I'm your son, Stanley, says Mr. Stupid, and this is my family. Yeah, they've gone into his house, they ask where grandmother is, and the grandfather says where she always is, which is in a closet.
1: Hmm.
0: Yep. Take take with that what you will. She's speaking out of the keyhole of the closet that she is in, where she apparently always is. And then uh, the family says, well, we must be off now. <laughs> There's something
1: dark and disturbing about
0: there that. There is. Yes. And the grandfather says, come again, whoever you are. <laughs> so he's been told yeah. that he is the father of... Oh, no, no, he has been told. And yeah. now
1: he completely
0: forgot again. yeah this, this
1: took a this took a dark right turn at I, some point here yeah i, I mean
0: yeah uh, the creepiest part of this picture though yeah so they're all the family standing by this door that the grandmother's speaking out of but what happened to the son's face it's disturbing i don't understand what the illustrator was trying to do there's like a gross. oh i see
1: you were talking about the ear you think that's a mouth it's ah, not an ear. I, see. I thought you meant like the uh, the shadow lines, but well, the shadow lines don't make sense. What is that thing sticking out of his face? Well, it's hard to tell because you just see very few ears on anyone else. So yeah, I assume it's an ear, but no, because you is... could
0: see an ear of the grandfather. Yeah,
1: it... yeah. No, that's there is uh... a growth growing out of this kid's face. <laughs> well, that's not great. That's not a great thing for anybody. <laughs> what is wrong with this house? I don't know.
0: Maybe there's a spell over the house. Could be. Good I don't know.
1: Oh man. <laughs> anyway, so they uh
0: they leave the house. It says while uh the dog was parking the car, uh the the family walks past a storefront that's full of mirrors and they say, "Well, look at those funny-looking people." And the mother says, "Don't stare at them. It's impolite." She knows manners. She's not wrong. <laughs> So, so yeah. again,
1: she I, that's not stupid. Well, we yeah, haven't met her parents, so Lord knows what they Well, say.
0: I think the mom is just pretending to be stupid just to try and fit in with the rest of her family, but in oh, reality, honey. she has like an IQ of 250. Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't think anyone that smart would stick with this dude, but all right.
0: Well, maybe he's super love, nice. Love does silly it things. It sure does. <laughs> Besides, she did have like, what, two kids with him? Oh, and I thought you might like her shoes.
1: They're nice they're not great i'm not putting them on the level of uh there's of that not a lot of detail we in just saw book. there's not a, i know but for him yes well this is a 70s book so i like the buttons i'll say that yeah all i care for the buttons the Boots the have buttons. the boots have buttons so now they're eating
0: i i guess at well I, I, this is no. It's I clearly get... their home because we're back to the hydrangeas right okay yeah okay Hold on to that thought. Okay. Because there's Unless even... everyone has hydrangeas. There's even a framed sign that says, the stupids eat here. Right, that's to tell them where to eat. Yeah. Right, so they're sitting around this table. Again, the dog hasn't taken it off. Come on, guys! And they are sitting around this table, and they're eating a delicious mashed potato sundae. Yeah. But here's where I get confused. Now it says the stupids have gobbled up the last of their mashed potato Sundays,
1: and then they went home. Whoa! So wait, where were they then? Right. So now I'm confused. That's weird. That well, it's like James Marshall the illustrator didn't get the note that it wasn't at home because he did the same wallpaper.
0: Right. Or
1: he just has a blue dot theme because he doesn't seem to care for them.
0: Look at her skirt. Well, here's another illustration issue. Mm. In the so at, when they decide to go home, they're all like standing on their hands for some reason. Right. But the mom is wearing these weird like wrist bandages.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: yes. So, they're on when they're in. Could the... be bangles. Yeah,
1: they they could be. I mean, gravity clearly doesn't apply to in this the, book, So well, in
0: the very beginning, she's wearing what looks like
1: gold Brown bracelets, or golden bangles. Yeah, right. So they've changed to white bangles. Okay, because he forgot to color them in. Except. Oh, is that it? I assume because
0: when because everything else
1: is the same. Yeah, you know what? Okay. He forgot he colored them in the earlier art. Movies, so sh- they're they're just, in, now
0: they're white. Now they're okay. So when unless they're, they're her hold going on, out outback. Hold on. All, when, right, all right. When they're in the car, she has white bracelets or wrist bandages yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Then she doesn't have anything on her wrists for the next few pages. Oh, nothing percent. at the grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. There's nothing mm-hmm. on. When they are looking at the mirrors. She doesn't have them Wait, on. Wait,
1: she has a different bracelet though. Yeah,
0: she has a different bracelet. <sighs> when they're at the restaurant slash a different bracelet. She doesn't have the wrist bandages. Then when they leave this place, she has them back on. Okay. Yeah, that's a in little inconsistent. You want to see another inconsistency?
1: Sure, Kate. Show me another one. I'm
0: full of them. I bet you. This well, it's not really an inconsistency. It doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. Okay. Why the sun? is the only one to have changed his outfit Ah! and no one else has. The son is wearing, in the beginning of the book, a green sweater with white shorts. Hmm. Then, when they leave, uh, then he changes his outfit to a red zigzag sweater. Kind of a Charlie Brown but the wrong colors. With plaid pants or plaid shorts to match his dad's plaid pants. Okay. Why was he the only one
1: to change? I have no idea okay i mean i'm not good that that i'm less disturbed by the bracelet's constantly changing that that gets to me more i'd say
0: okay well now it's time to go to bed and there's a mickey a mickey that's mouse
1: a clear cut mickey mouse balloon balloon yeah. in their house yes why why not? Why is Mickey... Because we're trying to incur the wrath of Disney. Okay. <laughs> that's my that's my thinking, because Disney would sue you so fast. Right?
0: Uh, so they're getting ready for bed. The, they're all dressed up as clowns. That's why they're holding this balloon. Uh, and then they get to, ready to go to bed where they all sleep in the same bed, which on the headboard has a sign that says, The Stupid Sleep Here. Okay, that
1: really indicates they were in their home when they were eating that Sunday. Because right. they had a similar size, but
0: it said, "Then after they ate, then they went home." I know it's so weird.
1: <laughs> but Maybe, I don't know what that even means.
0: I'm I am glad to see that the cat is back. Uh, oh yeah, we it wasn't the... allowed to go out. We didn't. We didn't. See... Well, no, she put the cat on her
1: head, but then oh, we yeah. just. But then she just sort of abandoned the cat. Yeah, yeah. and then I agree.
0: And now the dog sleeps in the bed with them. You can they they sleep with their feet uh, on the pillows by the headboard. Of course, they do. and you see little dog feet. And that's the end of the book, Betsy.
1: It is the end of the book. However, you didn't talk about the author photos, which I feel are some of the strangest author photos I've seen in a very long time. I mean, they're very 70s. They're very 70s. So James Marshall was uh, gay, and I like that he slipped a shirtless hot young man behind him uh, in his author photo. Yeah, and a booty in the background. And a booty in the background, (laughs) which I'm like, well played, sir. You put that booty in your author-illustrator <laughs> photo on the back of your picture book. Yep. Yeah. So these are the same guys who did Miss Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. You recognize that. And we, of course, done George and Martha. Uh, it has been banned, as I said a little earlier, uh, because people don't like the word stupid, and they don't, they don't want this book. But I, when it was banned, it was a while ago. Like 20 years ago, it was on banned books list. It's not showing up on banned books lists anymore. It's—I don't think it's even in print anymore. Good. Yeah. So, uh, rate ratings ratings time. You go first. So that's a great author photo. I'm just gonna say. We're it. talking about the book. Uh, it's on the book. It's on the back of it's the book. The, I'm looking at the book, and it's right there. It's focused in the book. Oh, in the What's book. In the book. Oh, in the book. Yeah. Okay. So this is a pretty good example of. An idea that has had its time. Uh, so the Dumb Bunny series by Dave Pilkey was clearly influenced by this. But, you know, when we're looking for picture books that, like, push against, like, the boundaries of convention. And, you know, they use words that, like, you know, you, you wouldn't use in a picture book today on the cover. Like, the word stupid. Nobody would nobody would call the book the stupidest. Um, I guess I'm not really looking for my picture books to be too terribly edgy you can be edgy but you can do it in, in smart ways um, it's about a stupid family being stupid I totally get that, it's fine uh, I kind of feel like it had it's day um, it influenced a lot of people who quite frankly I think make funnier books now than this particular book it's not the strongest Allard that would be clearly the Miss Nelson books it's not the strongest Marshall that would be clearly the George and Martha books so it. You know, it's an interesting relic, um, and it certainly loses pretty much all its points with the dog with the headdress. So, yeah, um, if I had to give it a rating, you know, just because I'm fond of the art style, I'll give it a 2.5. 2.5 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair, a fair vote. Okay.
0: I wrote, yeah, so not a classic. Uh, <laughs> no. it's like someone took a bad joke and then stretched it out into a book. And I don't find it funny and it's barely entertaining. I don't even think if they changed their name that this could be redone. It's just not a good concept. And I'm not even going to go there with the Native American headdress that the dog refuses to take off. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it a two. The only saving grace is the mom with her her boots.
1: Those are good boots.
0: Her vanishing and reappearing wrist bandages. Mm-hmm,
1: <laughs> and mm-hmm.
0: the fact that she can knit so she's not stupid.
1: Sure, though we never actually see her knit, but yeah, She sure. said she did it said, was... it said she did. We'll take them at their word on that. Yeah. So not a classic.
0: Definitely not a classic. Not a classic. A classic. Yeah. Oh. yeah.
1: Sorry, people who were influenced by this book when you were children. Uh sorry not sorry we actually have better books so <laughs> yeah you know go and go on and check those out sorry ones. not, not sorry. sorry it's all right sorry not sorry as Kate says letters time Ooh. okay so we got lots of comments on one book and we got one comment on the other book so naturally i'm going to start with the one comment on the other book first for the book that we did oh you remember that german classic the story of the little mole who went in search of who done it? the poop one the poop book danielle wrote in and she said okay Speaking as someone who grew up directly down the road from a pig farm, pig manure is definitely on a different level. It <laughs> definitely wins for smelliest farm animal poop. Okay. Thank you, Danielle. That is information I did not have. <laughs> Good to know. For the Richard Scarry uh, book, the word book, uh, first of all, Steve Light, fantastic illustrator, uh, he, he commented on the page where, you remember it was like all the tiny things? On the page, a million tiny things It's like at the very end of the book It's at the very end of the book when the parent thinks they're out of the woods And then they turn the page and the child's like Tell me every single small thing And uh, Steve Light said Oh, this page Who else has illustrated a splinter? Mr. Scary, that's who And then later he was talking about you know, We were talking about all the old-fashioned things That have not dated well uh, In the airport picture And he said, but I love teaching kids what these things are And the pig with the camera is a hipster in Brooklyn. So totally modern. A different illustrator, that would be Brian Lees, uh, who is an actual Caldecott honor winner, said that when I was talking about how clearly they have this very, like, updated art next to the original art, and Mm -hmm. it just doesn't look like it's from the same era. He said, it's so obvious, as if they got an (laughs) intern, quote, who might want to go into art someday, unquote, (laughs) to do the new spots. And then finally, when we had that whole conversation about the Zipheus, uh, Nick Brule of the Bad Kitty books wrote in, uh, and he did, I couldn't find an X fruit or vegetable for my first Bad Kitty book. So I borrowed Zigua from Lois Ellert's Eating the Alphabet. I thanked her with a box of fine chocolates about three years ago. I think I remember that. Yeah, we brought that up then at that yeah. time too. I and mean, he brought it up again here, so I'm like, all right, tip of the hat to you, Nick Brule We recall your zigwag because we did eating the alphabet Yeah. one of our books. So there you go, grown up things we like. Okay, I binged
0: watched all of the show Wednesday on Netflix. Whoa, you've done all of Wednesday. I watched it. Can be- you do her dance? I I I watched it all in two days. <laughs> she choreographed that dance herself did she after watching videos of goth kids uh, and she was also inspired by uh some uh musicians too and she put that together and yeah anyway i i didn't think I was gonna like the show when I saw the trailer originally yeah. but it's really entertaining oh, good. so jenna or kid appropriate or not what's it? kid appropriate or not there's a monster that's a bit Tim Burton. Okay. If that, oh, right. I mean, it depends on, there's also blood in the show. So okay. it, it can get, yeah. Some
1: blood. Yeah. All right. Noted. Blood. Anyway. So
0: Jenna Ortega, um, who is a Latina actress, she plays Wednesday Adams, who is sent to a boarding school called Nevermore Academy. Uh, so they play up on Edgar Allan Poe a lot, uh, where she attempts to master her emerging psychic ability uh, to thwart off a killing spree and solve a mystery that involved her parents twenty five years ago, so it includes Catherine Zeta-Jones, uh, who plays Morticia, but uh, she's only that's in a good casting. Okay, she's only yeah. in the, like two episodes. But sure. it also includes Gwendolyn Christie, who is in Game of Thrones.
1: Okay,
0: she's Brienne of Tarth, who's like the big like like almost the knight.
1: Oh, she played the devil in uh, Sandman recently. Oh. Yeah. She's getting she's around. She's getting around. Yeah. yeah. She's, right.
0: she's great. And Christina Ricci is also in it.
1: Oh, that's sweet. Which apparently. Oh, that's nice. I saw
0: an interview with Jenna Ortega who said, yeah, we just kind of had a, like a unsaid understanding that we wouldn't talk about how she portrayed Wednesday versus how I portrayed sure. Wednesday. So
1: They should find the original Wednesday from that black and white TV show. Right. <laughs> they could like, have a real cameo fest. But
0: yeah, as I mentioned, it's directed by Tim Burton, and you can definitely, definitely oh, tell that it that's is. Nice. That's nice. Uh, but it's super fun; it keeps you guessing. I highly recommend it. It's Wednesday on Netflix.
1: Great! Oh, that's a very good recommendation. One of my favorite Instagram dancers has reenacted her dance. It's a great dance that, that she does yeah.
0: at a at a school
1: dance. Yes. So. No, no, it's quite delightful. Yep. Yeah, I was very fond of it. Uh, my other thing I like is a thing that I do every year, but. It is time to celebrate it once again. It's time for 31 Days 31 Lists, where I make a different book list for every single day in December, rain or shine. Started off with board books. There were umpteen gazillion of them. And then we just go from there. If you want a, like all the best graphic novels for kids of the year, if you want all the best like science picture books of the year, if you want all the best like early chapter books of the year, I have it on a list. And so, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now.
0: What's your favorite list? Ooh,
1: I really like the board books, the first one, honestly. it's ah, uh, it's very satisfying because nobody does lists of the best board books of the year. So uh, except for Chicago Public Library. okay, fine. They do it, <laughs> but um their list isn't as good as mine. So yeah, and where helps. can people access these lists? You can actually just google thirty one days thirty one lists um two thousand and twenty two and they'll come right up. Or you can come to my blog, a Fuse Number 8 production, and you will find one there every day.
0: Okay. Yay! Do you have lists of, like, the best books that feature anuses?
1: I don't! Or you the- know, I'm actually looking for a new list because I was going to do uh, reprints of board books and then realized I didn't keep track of those all year. So I am on the lookout for a new list. So if you, gentle listeners, have a kind of list that I am not currently doing that you would like to see me do... I could maybe work that in. Okay. All right. That's a challenge to you. I mean, there's a few days left in the month, so. Yeah, absolutely. You one or two. Yeah. Let's see. We're on the, ah, I've got so many left to do. Yeah. Wonderful. Cool. All right. So this one was not a hit. I have I have some good, good holiday news for you, though. Oh, good. Oh, this is fun. I had forgotten this. Last year, I had heard about a fantastic uh, potential Hanukkah book for us to do. So I ordered it. Well, it didn't come in in time. So I kept it, and I found it, and now I have it. Now, of course, Hanukkah comes super late <laughs> this year in yeah. December. It's practically around the same time as Christmas. So yep. we may have to make a choice between. No, nope. I guess you know, you know. No, we're not making. We're, no, we're not making a choice. No, we're
0: gonna do a Hanukkah book, and we're gonna do a Christmas book. All right, say. but I don't
1: think we may do that in that order. Maybe we'll do a Christmas book and then do a Hanukkah. That's book. That's fine. All right, as long as you're open to. Weird. As long as we do both. Fine. <laughs> See what I can do. Yay! I have a Christmas one in mind, but uh, but folks, if you have Christmas suggestions that we have not done, feel free to pop them my way. I'm I'm open to it. Okay. Cool. And until I select whatever that Christmas book is going to be, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye! Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com, You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8, Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our man about town is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.